0: morning and welcome to Money Talk Extra on Radio 3. I'm Peter Lewis. This morning on the programme, we're going to turn our attention to expatriates who are living in Hong Kong and some of the financial considerations you should take into account when leaving your home country to come and live here in the territory. Jimmy Lam talks to a refugee in Hong Kong and hears about his harrowing circumstances and some of the financial difficulties he faces. In our investment segment, we're going to explore investing in RMB products. We want to help you and provide you with advice, information and point you towards financial resources. If you have a financial problem you'd like us to discuss, then please do get in touch. You can email moneytalk at rthk.hk. And you'll also find us on Facebook, Money Talk Extra, on RTHK Radio 3. According to the 2016 Internation Survey, Hong Kong ranks number 44 in the world for overall attractiveness as an expat destination. When moving abroad, it's essential to plan your finances in advance. There are many considerations to take into account, both in terms of financial arrangements in Hong Kong and also in your home country or place of domicile. I'm joined now by Philip Howell-Williams, who is a financial consultant at Infinity Financial Solutions. Good morning, Philip. What sort of financial dilemmas are faced by expats living here in Hong Kong?
1: There are various different dilemmas um, that face all expats. It really depends upon where you're from, how long you've been here. There are many different factors that take place. Uh, For people which have just arrived in Hong Kong you are moving to a completely different financial system. Uh, Many people have come from countries where you have pay as you earn or PAYE. Here, the tax system, you have to plan in advance uh, and account for the fact that you will receive a tax bill. And the first one is always the nasty one. One of the benefits, of course, is that um, taxes are uh, relatively low here in Hong Mm. Kong. Um, Then there is planning uh, for the future. You have the mandatory provident fund or MPF system here. But that is really quite small fry it's uh, really looking at sort of building up a, a nice little pot of money in the background but certainly not enough to retire on so it's about planning and taking advantage of the opportunities that you have while living here to save your future whatever that future is and whatever your dreams are
0: And pensions must be a big part of that, because you have really two considerations there, don't you? You have pensions now that you've moved here to Hong Kong, but you also often have to think about your pension arrangements in the country that you've left and may one day go back to.
1: Definitely. Um, I mean, you in the UK have the pension system, you have the superannuation system in uh, in Australia, you have the 401k in the US. Uh, It is about making sure that what you've got back at home is managed, because quite often what you find is, that people neglect their pensions and they just Mm -hmm. dwindle away, they could be in completely the wrong marketplace Mm. so it's about making sure that that is part of the overall plan, Uh, making sure that it's compliant um, and making sure that what you've got as an asset is going to continue to grow for you
0: and also you have to think about children, if you have children, maybe university fees for them, both again here in Hong Kong and maybe if they go back to the, the UK or their home country.
1: Definitely. Uh, I mean, Unfortunately, the old style packages where you received these wonderful benefits of um, education for children are sort of long gone. Uh, The schooling system here is not only quite complicated to enter, but it's also incredibly expensive. Uh, And that is something you definitely need to factor into the case when you're looking at residing here. As far as uh, children returning back to their home countries, quite often you will find that although you may be domicile that country, you are then regarded as an international student, and mm. then the fees will double, treble, even more. And you can be looking at tens and thousands of US dollars per year to go to university. And that's just the fees. That's not in taking into account books and um, accommodation and food and living. So you really need to start thinking early uh, about those costs and building up for them. And
0: what typically are the common financial mistakes that
1: expats make? Uh, One of the major ones is not really taking advantages of the opportunities while they're here. Um, There are generally two reasons that people move overseas, and that is one for the lifestyle and two for the financial advantages. People generally have much higher incomes here. They are paying relatively low tax. It's a real crying shame, uh, which I see too often, when people do repatriate and they've had the opportunity to save money for their future, and they just haven't done. Uh, the often common mistakes are jumping into f- long-term financial commitments, which they've not considered the like repercussions buying a property, maybe. <laughs> well, yes, um, definitely. I mean, here in Hong Kong, there's, you're kind of uh, restricted from that a little bit until you become permanent residents. But buying properties in other countries, um, many clients look at places like Thailand and Malaysia, but you need to consider the legal ramifications of that, the tax Mm. ramifications, and you also don't want to end up with a property that's not going to do anything for you further down the line. You want to do the research and use the research which is out there.
0: Now, if you're American, you have FATCA to deal with as well, don't you? How does that affect the financial planning for American expats?
1: Well, it doesn't really change it in as much as it makes it compliant. I mean, FATCA stands for foreign... Foreign Accounts Tax Compliance Act. And this was really set out by the IRS to try and find the people which were breaking the tax regulations in mm. America. If you do the job properly and it is compliant, then there shouldn't be any major change. Um, what you find when FATCA came out was that uh, the IRS spoke to all the different financial institutions. And said, "We need you to give us the information about uh, your, who your U.S. clients are." And the banking system here in Hong Kong sort of knee-jerked to that and started threatening people that they would close and freeze their accounts unless they could prove they weren't American. Which proving a negative <laughs> I got is letters quite like that. I quite got many letters difficult. like that. <laughs> but um, that, you know, this is there. It's not to stop people from saving for their future. It's there to make sure that they're compliant with mm. um, the U.S. tax system.
0: Now, sadly, sometimes it goes wrong. People come out here. It doesn't work out. They go home earlier than they really planned. What are the the main reasons, particularly financial reasons, why expats do that and go back home? Uh, Hong Kong
1: has um, this year been um, registered as the second most expensive country in the world. And that has obviously a large impact, especially for people with young families. Mm. The pressure on families when they've got maybe two or three kids for the um, education system is really extreme. Um, and also just general living expenses. I mean, it's, you can easily go to the ATM and take out $1,000 and mm-hmm. later in the day it's gone. Um, and, you know, you have to think that's, you know, over 100 US dollars a day. Mm. Um, so that is a definite major pressure on people. One of the important things to do at the start is to try and keep your overheads low and also do some planning. Um, there, With many companies, the larger companies, they offer that service to f- for free to their employees. Mm-hmm. If not, there are many companies out there, like the one which I work for, um, which offer that service. Um, a lot of it's about budget planning mm-hmm. um, and getting to know what your expenses are going to be,
0: and then you can plan longer term. Philip, thank you very much. Thank you. That was Philip Powell-Williams from Infinity Financial Solutions.